Welcome to this Life I Live in Truth podcast, a podcast about living life authentically. Each week, we deliver the best stories from individuals who have decided with intention to live authentic lives. Now here's your host, Jesse Belizel. Welcome again to This Life I Live in Truth podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the village from your creator and founder, Jesse B. Now, this podcast was created when I finally, finally decided that I was going to live and walk in my truth. So naturally, bi-weekly, I'm intentional about interviewing individuals journeying through their life from all different walks in a similar manner who not only are ready to share, but who are also ready to pour into others. This evening, our guest is ready to pour, and he joins us all the way from Miami, Florida. He is a voiceover actor who specializes in commercials, promos, and narration. You may have heard his voice in commercials from Acura, HP, Mountain Dew, Stanford University, and more. I am grateful I get to introduce the humble, the kind, and the authentic Michael Kennedy. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thanks for having me, Jesse. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, truly, truly. And I am glad that our schedules have been able to align. I know we've we've been missing each other a bit, but I'm glad we could get together now. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into tonight's conversation, in honor of this being a new season of the podcast, which I'm coining, good for you, I wanted to know before we get into our topic of discussion, as my featured guest, if you could answer some of the following. What would you say is good for you relationally? Relationally, what's good for me? Yes, relationship-wise, what's good for you? Uh, transparency and setting proper expectations. I love that. Also, what would you say is good for you, possibly health, mind, body, and or spirit? What would you say is good for you in those regards? Um, I'm a big meditator. I meditate every day. Um, and then, you know, a couple times a week, I enjoy, uh, sitting in the sauna at the gym for, you know, 15, 20 minutes just to kind of sweat out, uh, you know, any, anything in my head for, uh, you know, for that day or for that week. So those are, uh, those are two things I, uh, I keep pretty part of my routine. That is wonderful. I'm big on meditating as well. It is, there's so much power in being still. And so I love that. Thank you so much for your input. Let's get right into our time together. I know we did a bit of an intro, but could you take a moment to introduce the people to who you are? So who is Michael Kennedy? Sure. Um, Before anything else, I'm a father. Um, I've got a six-year-old son. but you know, outside of being a dad, uh, I'm a voiceover guy. Um, I get to work with some really great clients, and I get paid to play 
uh, every day. That's what I kind of consider my my career is that I get to play. I um I don't have to wear a suit and tie to go to work. I don't uh, have to clock in a nine to five. Um, I get to um, express myself creatively, challenge myself creatively, and uh, get to work on some very cool cool projects. So um, yeah, I'm a very creative uh, creative mind, and voiceover is not only my career but kind of my outlet. It's it's my happy place. Me in the booth with just myself and the microphone. And mm, I love that. Tell our villagers a little bit about how you essentially got into voiceover work. Yeah, I um, I used to work for um, I used to work for a record label many years ago, and um, I wanted to move back home to New York and get another record label job. And I applied to multiple labels, and nothing came of it. And um, I ended up working in uh, advertising, right? And um, I had a client that I still stay in touch with. She's she has since retired from from her role, but we still stay in touch all these years later. And mm-hmm. she would always compliment me on my voice, and I just took it as a compliment. And mm-hmm. Didn't really think much of it, and then she called me one day out of the blue and said. Um, you know, I know you've been working on this um, advertising campaign with us, but um, I want you to do the voice on the commercial. And I was completely naive to what that meant, or what that would, uh, you know, or what to uh, what to do in that in that case. And uh, she said, "Oh, we'll just come in on Saturday and come into the studio and you record, and you know, you'll be here for maybe two hours, and I'll pay you on the spot, and you'll leave." And I said, "Okay." And I learned you know, pretty quickly that without even realizing it, I had a lot of the fundamentals already kind of in my um, kind of in my arsenal, if you will, right? I was mm-hmm. I grew up in, in the performing arts and you know in, in theater and in choir and um, I was also the morning news announcer for my high school TV station. Uh, I was a DJ for the college radio station when I was an undergrad. So I had a lot of these fundamental um, kind of components to voiceover world, but didn't really realize it until I um, I got in the booth and recorded this project. So I completed this project. I you know kind of got bit by the bug, and I was like, "This is way too much fun." So <laughs> while I was uh, while I was working in advertising and I was going to graduate school, I was um, I decided to take voiceover classes on the weekends, uh, twice a week, every week for about six seven months. And then um, I put my first demos together and then started pounding the pavement. I started, you know, working with little local businesses and then it slowly started to scale from there. And uh, 12 years later, here we are. Wow. You were in the business when it wasn't even popular, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think it was, um, I don't want to say the cat was kind of getting let out of the bag. But uh, it's a lot. It's a lot more mainstream now. Everybody, everybody who thinks that uh, you know they have a blue Yeti microphone thinks that they're a voiceover talent. And that's just not the case, um, you know. And then, kind of with that mainstream growth of of you know the industry that I work in, kind of comes a lot of scam artists. And unfortunately, people are like, oh, it's easy money to make and 
you know, sign up for 10 classes and it's X amount of dollars. And when you're done with these 10 classes, we'll put a demo together and you'll be a full, full fledged voice actor. That's not the case whatsoever. Right. But, um, right. yeah, I, I think, um, I was, it, it was definitely less mainstream as it, as it is now, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't unpopular. Or it wasn't still a secret. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Michael, I love your work and I've listened to you. I could listen to you all day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope so. That's what they keep paying me for. I know, right? Um, from listening to some of your work, I would say that you have such a strong, rich, and commanding voice. What do you do to make sure you take care of your voice so that you can continue to show up and show out for your voiceover work that you do? Yeah. Um, I mean, you have to treat your voice just like any other instrument. Uh, for any of the musicians that are listening, right? If, you know, you have to polish your drums, you have to, you know, tune your guitar. Same thing with your voice. Um, your voice is your instrument. I just don't have to, you know, lug around a, a physical, uh, mm-hmm. a physical instrument. So um, I kind of take things a little bit more extreme in the sense that um, I don't drink cold water. Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I only drink room temp water or hot water. Um, in the form of, you know, tea, um, you know, cold water closes your throat. So, um, I don't, uh, I don't really drink cold water. Um, tea is my best friend. Honey is my best friend. Um, Mm -hmm. both them together are, uh, absolutely essential. Um, breathing exercises are absolutely key. You know, a, a lot of voiceover work is not just actual narrating, but a lot of it is, is breath control. Mm-hmm. Um, so breath exercises are, are proper and um, kind of just I practice every day. That's kind of how I keep not only my voice sharp, but um, kind of keep my, my mind sharp as, as well. You know, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll read anything and everything and try to make it engaging. You know, it could be it could be a commercial on TV. It could be you know uh, uh, an article on you know on a, on a website. It could be the nutrition facts on my son's Fruit Loops. It could it could be whatever. So um, yeah, I just kind of I keep my my mouth moving you know throughout the the day. But also, you still have to give yourself some some rest. So um, you know, I, I try to kind of plan certain projects around certain times of the day where I won't have to force myself too hard. Um, Example, you know, if I'm doing a more dramatic read or, or something darker, more macabre, I like to do those projects early in the morning when my throat is completely relaxed. So I don't have to push for those bass notes, you know, harder than I would you know, later on in the, uh, the day. So yeah. Um, I stay away from dairy in terms of like drinking milk. That's another terrible thing for your throat. Mm-hmm. Just because it produces phlegm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always keep green apples, um, on hand just cause it kind of, it balances out the saliva in your mouth. You don't want to sound like you're about to, you know, spit when you're, mm-hmm. when you're talking because the microphone, Will pick up everything. everything. It picks up everything. Yeah, all those pops and clicks and plosives, as we call them, 
a good microphone will pick all of that up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, listeners, are you are you taking notes? Because if you're not, take some notes. Treat your voice as if it's an instrument. Do not drink cold water. Drink some hot water in the form of tea, along with some honey. They go really well together. And try to stay away from dairy. And what else did you say? Green apples are your best friend. Green apples. Green, <laughs> apple, green, ap- green apples are, are absolutely key. I have another question for you, Mike. As a voiceover actor, beyond your talent, what would you say was and is needed in order for you to keep booking jobs? Um, understanding the market. Um, you know, there's, 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 there's a plethora of voiceover work out there, you know, and a lot of, a lot of times when people find out I'm a voiceover actor, they immediately go to the more broadcast, more glamorous quote unquote type work, the the commercials, the TV promo, the animation work, the video game work, and all that stuff is great. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I've I've had a lovely career working in, in the commercial and promo space, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of opportunity for non broadcast work too. Um, and I think that's also kind of understanding the market, um, seeing what opportunities are are out there. A lot of my work is um, doing explainer videos for software companies. Mm-hmm. You know, completely different from you know commercial and, and promo world. Um, but you know, I, I watch TV and I pay attention to the commercials because oftentimes I see a commercial that I auditioned for, and it sounds nothing like you know the the specs that were in the audition piece, or you know there might be a slight change uh, into what they originally wanted in, in the read. So. Um, a lot of that is kind of just understanding the market too, and um, also understanding what the client wants. You know, I, I think I I take a very consultative approach when mm-hmm. trying to seek out uh, new uh, clientele. You know, uh, the relationships that I've forged with these um, agencies and, and video production companies have all because I've asked a lot of questions. You know, a lot of times voiceover talent or, or anybody in general, when, when they meet somebody for the first time and they're trying to forge a relationship with that, you know, individual or, or that company, they're, they're so quick to um, kind of vomit everything about themselves. You know, oh, I went to this school, I had this job, I drive this car, I make that much money, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, nobody cares. Right. Uh, you know, because my job as as a voiceover talent is not to put a cool voice to a project. That's not what my job is. My job is to understand what the client's project is, what they're trying to achieve with that project, and then help them do that using my voice. That's what my actual job is. Um, it's not just to sound really cool on a microphone. Um, that's not it. So, you know, I have to understand... Who their target audience is, who the demographic is, what their call to action is, if there even is a call to action. Um, so I, I think just doing my homework and, and really trying to be that kind of consultative partner for my customers is, um, you know, is is what's led to my 
you know, my consistent booking throughout the years. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. And I love how you talked about, uh, from a relational standpoint, how it's important to give the client what it is they desire. You know, you could have an idea of what you want something to sound like, but until you speak to the client to get a better understanding of, you know, what is their vision for this project? That way you can basically learn to acquiesce to the needs of the client. I think sometimes we we lose sight of that because we're we're like we're a professional now and we've been doing this for how many long? You know what I mean? So I love that you you always being in the game for twelve years, you always take that into consideration when you are booking a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you have to. You know, I'm I'm not the only individual doing this. You know, anything that I can do to kind of further separate myself, um, you know, is going to be that much more fruitful. Absolutely, absolutely. For those who, I would say, who aspire to get into this field of work, what would you say in your life experiences have been helpful to you in becoming a voiceover actor that you can share with our aspiring listeners? Yeah. Um, it's not just about having a cool voice um, or having a good voice. You know, oftentimes I have, you know, you know, men and women of all ages, you know, teenagers, you know, individuals in their 40s and 50s come up to me and say, hey, you know, I've been told by my colleagues, by my teachers, by my friends, by my parents that I have a really cool voice and that I should do voiceover. And my response is, okay, great. What else do you, what else you got? Mm-hmm. Um, right. It, it's, it's not just about having a cool voice, right? Back to what I was saying before is my job is to understand what the client's project is, what they're trying to achieve with that project, and then help them do that using my voice. My voice should not be the star of the project. My voice is there to complement and uh, enhance that project, whatever mm-hmm. that might be. I love that word. Okay. So, yeah, so it's often people think, oh, well, because I have a great voice, I should do voiceover work. And that's not the case. Then you're going to, people are supposed to, clients are hiring you to make their product memorable, to make their commercial memorable, to make whatever effort they're working on memorable. They're not hiring you to make you more memorable. Um, And ultimately, you do have to realize that you are an actor, regardless of whatever project you're, you're working on. The way that you deliver your read, your performance, has to resonate with the target audience that your client has set out to, to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a commercial for, you know, uh, uh, Dodge trucks, mm-hmm. maybe, it, maybe it has to be more gritty. If it's for a, um, a motorcycle brand, it has to be a little bit more height, you know, heightened and, you know, what have you. If it's, you know, something for, I don't know, a, a nonprofit, it has to be, you know, more on the sad side, whatever it might be. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but your voice should resonate with, um, you know, that, that target audience. And that's where, you know, acting chops come in. Um, you know, you have to realize that, you know, you are, you are acting. It might not seem like it. You know, even if it's for these explainer videos for, you know, for software companies, for example, but mm-hmm. you still have to keep your audience engaged. Absolutely, absolutely. And I love the part that you talk about enhancing the project, essentially. That's what you come to do. You come to compliment um, what it is your client envisions and who they're trying to reach. Yeah. It's powerful. Can't believe our time together is already at, like, almost over. (laughs) I learned so much about voiceover work, a lot of the details that really matter, uh, you know, because I'm someone who, you know, thought I had the fundamentals. I already don't drink cold water. So I'm like, look, look, I'm listening to what you're saying. I'm taking notes. I'm like, look, I'm really close to this. (laughs) Yeah, I think those of us that have, have done this for a while, we continue to be students of the craft. Absolutely. Um, this is something that you're not going to make money overnight. Like a lot mm-hmm. of people will tell you, you can. You have to invest time and, and money into into doing it. You know, you don't have to go out immediately and buy a you know five hundred dollar, thousand dollar microphone and have all the gadgets and gizmos and, and all that. You know, the one of the beautiful things about voiceover world is that. This isn't an industry that you're going to age yourself out of. You know, you can be six, you could be 106. There's still a market, you know, for, you know, individuals of, 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 of all ages, you know, all ages, all genders, all races, all, you know, types. Doesn't matter if you're skinny, fat, gay, straight, bald, long hair, white, black, Mexican, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years old or 110 years old. Um, this isn't something that you can really age yourself out of. So there's, there's no rush, you know, for, for those who aspire to get into voiceover work, you know, you, you only really have one chance to make a first impression, you know, and you don't want to be sloppy, you know, when, when you do that. Um, you know, and, and there is no one-size-fits-all training program. You know, when I first started taking classes, I definitely went into my um, my coaching sessions way too cocky on day one because yeah. I had already done I had already done a booked voiceover gig, right? right? That's and I was like, I was like, a client likes me and they paid me, and here <laughs> I am, and I went I- in. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I went in and I got my teeth knocked out. <laughs> I, um, you know, the the coach that I had, he was asking me about my experience, and we talked for a while. He gave me a few scripts, and I went into the booth and I did my reads, and I felt really good about them. And um, I remember he came onto my headphones you know, after I did my reads, and he said, "All right, Mike, that was bleeping terrible. <laughs> Let's start over." I was like, all right, cool. I suck. Um, you know, and that I had to eat a slice of humble pie. 
mm-hmm. um, and, and realize I, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you know, but I still, I still study. I still practice. Um, you know, I've, I've carved out a nice little career for myself. I've, you know, carved out some, some industry focuses of, of mine with, you know, software stuff in the automotive world. I do a lot of car commercials, um, which is, which is great, but there's so much more that I still want to, want to accomplish and, you know, just study, 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 not just voiceover, but anything, you know, in the acting realm, you know, regular on stage acting classes are great. Uh, singing classes are great. Um, improv classes are great because you have to kind of, you'll be able to bob and weave and, and adapt on the fly. So improv classes are, are great. You know, and, you know, you don't have to be in a major city to do what I do. You know, yes, I, I live in Miami and yes, it's a, it's a major city and there's opportunity there. But, you know, I have colleagues that live in middle America that, you know, aren't near a major city and they do very well for themselves. You know, there's a, a friend of mine who, for his sake, I'll, I'll keep him nameless, but, you know, he lives in the middle of Iowa and, you know, mm-hmm. the, the there's no, you know, bustling metropolis of, of Iowa uh, for, for voiceover world, but uh, he's made a, a, a fantastic career for himself that spanned probably 30, 40 years um, and he's a, a Midwest guy, so um, yeah, just just find as much opportunity as you know as you can, and you know know that this is a marathon and not a sprint, and uh, you know take your take your time. Don't get uh, don't don't rush yourself. Right, we heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Do not rush yourself, and also just continue to study. I think it's so important that we are lifelong learners. Um, I think it will only benefit us in the long haul. Absolutely. So, Michael, how can people stay connected with you and what are the projects that you can speak on that may be coming down the pipeline within the next month or so? Yeah. um, I um, am continuing to do, you know, a lot of car commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I... um, have a uh, a great partnership with um, some Subaru dealerships that I've been working with for you know, over two years. Um, so I've got that great relationship. I'm working on a really great uh, e-learning project right now that uh, I have to go record the second half of it tomorrow morning, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, I'm doing a, a website revamp. Um, as well. So, and then I have whatever auditions I have, you know, that I find for myself and auditions that my agent sends me. So, mm-hmm. um, but people can find me all over social media. Um, my website is I am your Uh, Facebook is I am your voiceover. Uh, Twitter is I am your VO. Instagram is I am your voiceover. Snapchat is I am your VO. TikTok is I am your voiceover. Uh, everything is everything is I am your voiceover. That's that's my branding. Um, so you can you can find me on on all of those channels, uh, and I'm pretty active on on all of them. So I will absolutely put in the description box some of all of what he listed. Um, thank you so much, Michael, for being on the show. It was a pleasure absolutely. to have you. Thanks and for having me. 
Absolutely. So listeners, stay tuned. Same time, same place, two weeks from now. Until next time, I want you to cancel the noise. I want you to seek the truth. And I want you to live your life in the most authentic of fashions. Until next time. Thanks for joining us this week on this Life I Live in Truth podcast. Make sure to visit our website, www.thislifeiliveintruth.com, where you can stay connected and subscribe to the podcast so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on any and all platforms, or for you to simply tell a friend. Feel free to also check out our e-course, Finding Your Purpose. Until next time, listeners, cancel the noise and seek the truth that is often found in the